Have you ever gambled on anything? Maybe a lottery ticket or an office March Madness pool? Well, what about a four-figure pick six with two singles? A race to 10 ahead in one pocket with 50,000 on the light? No? Well, friends, you ain't never gambled. This is a show documenting the underground lives and careers of six professional gamblers. From the Ringer Podcast Network, my name is David Hill, and this is Gamblers. Follow on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Challenge Double Agents, episode six here. I'm here with Dave Jacoby and Nam. We are in a three-person Zoom. We've put Nam on the Zoom. He's just frozen. I can't tell if he's alive or not. Uh, well, that's Nam actually Nam. Become... <laughs> Is it... <laughs> it's Nam, breathe. Are you moving? What uh, a non-breakout episode this was, though. Non-breakout <laughs> episode. You want to just start there? Yes. Let's do it. Uh, we had a Nam Lolo fight. Now, now you know what? I want to hold this because this is the Teresa episode. I had yeah. some Teresa stuff I want to do. Okay, go. This was the t- Teresa is revealed as super sneaky. Not mm. a surprise to anyone who's watched any other challenge. For some reason, a complete revelation to half the people in this house. She, it turns out, Anissa, they're best friends. I don't know if you know, <laughs> but they're best, best friends, friends, apparently. Best friends. Yep. <laughs> uh, didn't tell Anissa she was going in last episode and everybody else thought she was sneaky. Lolo confronts her at breakfast and is trying to get into it with her. Teresa smartly backs off because she knows Lolo's a loose cannon, but Lolo, Lolo gives her the, you want an attitude? I'll give you an attitude. Quickly, we're establishing Lolo. You're, you're starting to get excited around this point, right? Because Lolo's on the brink. You can feel it. And Lolo stayed on the break. It was a great Lolo episode, too. I mean, they, they they know what to do, like any good storyteller. They established, like, who the main characters are early. And there they were, across from each other, at the counter, having brekkie. So the big A storyline is everyone in the house realizes don't trust Teresa anymore. Just some backstory on Teresa's history. She she came to uh, prominence in Fresh Meat 2, fell for Wes. They got sent home. She was in Cutthroat. She was in Rivals with Camilla, and somehow they got bumped in the third episode. And then Rivals Two was really when she, uh, when she laid the smack down as somebody who was going to be an OG character. Two things happen in Rivals Two: she plays basketball with CT. Mm. Remember they had that indoor yeah, basketball court. Of course I court. do. Of course I do. Oh yeah, and you and I have a rule. It was only it was only like seven feet wide, but God, <laughs> I love that episode. 
You and I have a row of anyone good looking is good at basketball. We're just it's in over. for life. They're, they can't yeah. do anything wrong. <laughs> they can start a war over. with another country. We're still attracted to them. Uh, so she had that same season. Marlon hooks up with with uh, Derek in the beginning of an episode. And then Teresa at the end of the episode circles back. I think that's what happened. It was the first ever somebody hooking up with two different sexes in the same episode. In so she's part of history. I think it was her. It might've been Nani. It was one or the other. Anyway. Um, and then in, uh, in battle of the exes, she was really mean to Nani. Remember that? Mm, she, ju- she was very judgmental about Nani. Um, basically hooking up with everybody in the house, but Wes said, didn't understand why she acted that way and made Nani cry. She cried. It was kind of awkward. It, it, it crossed the line. Her and Nani have always had a friendship that is like secretly they hate each other. You know, those friendships where it's just like, it is kind of like, they're kind of like too much alike to really be friends. They're not complimentary. Yeah. Well, anyway, we did not trust, uh, did not trust Teresa based on her behavior in previous seasons. Now she realizes she can run the house. Makes the classic mistake of deciding she needs to get Ashley out of the game. Not realizing that there's actually a lot of people she needs to get out of the game. And and if you're going to shoot big, like go after Cam and put her against, who's the other? Ashley wasn't the second best woman. Who's the second best woman after Cam? Probably Casey, right? Ashley, Cam, Casey, Lolo. I mean, those are the top four right now, I'd say. Right. So she puts Cam against Ashley in the elimination. We kind of, it was Cam, like a minus 300 favorite in that elimination. Minus 350. They did a good job cutting it because it seemed like the height was a factor. Like she didn't have enough. I kind of like this elimination. It looked kind of fun. But um, yeah, yeah. I, did too. I would say that Ashley getting eliminated twice this season is going to hurt Millionaire Mitchell's legacy. There's no question. I mean, they led first take with it this morning. They talked mm-hmm. about what does this mean for Millionaire Mitchell's legacy? Stephen A. I thought had some great comments. Uh, yep. Yeah, we'll fast forward to the to the uh, elimination. So Teresa, who's just sneaky the whole episode, goes to Cam and says, hey, if it's a physical one, you know, maybe I'll send you in. You can get a skull. Cam's like, cool, but doesn't trust her. Earlier in the episode, she's telling Ashley, I don't know who I'm sending in, but meanwhile, going around the house saying, hey, I'm sending Ashley. And Ashley walks in on her talking oh, to people. She sort of told Ashley she's fine. You remember when Ashley came in, she talked yeah. about her paranoia. And the tree's like, oh, don't worry, girl, not you. And meanwhile, her partner, Jay, is going to Kyle being like, oh, don't worry. We, we would never. Like, you have my word. We would never. They don't, they, don't, they don't have to do this, but they keep doing it over and over and over again. It's really the, the number one rule in the challenge is don't lie to somebody's face. It's never worked out really for anyone ever. It's just how it's not what you do. It's how you do it. You can like, like, like she's been accused of like being friends with the vets and also making these relationships with these rookies. You can play both sides of the fence. You can be the double agent, which is the namesake of the game. Is you just have to do it with more tact than Teresa can handle. Right. Well, she did a bad job. They realized pretty quickly. This is a power play that's actually uh, going to probably work against them. They go in to see who gets voted in. It's Ashley. And Teresa's like, yes, yes, we did it. And it's like, what'd you do? You just made the whole house bad. Why are you Why are you fired up? So they go to the elimination and then she sends in Cam anyway. So now it's like, all right, you've pissed off Ashley. Now you've crossed Cam, who's the most powerful woman in the house, who's got tentacles everywhere. And this is a disaster. The Cam, the Cam... Teresa conversation when Cam was in bed and Teresa's like, Hey, Cam, 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 let me, let me, let me, let me tell you, I'm going to do you a favor by putting you in elimination. 
Like, let me just do you this solid by putting you in elimination. It's like, you know what? No. Like, how about no? How about like I give you a wink or I raise my hand or we have some sort of thing where I'll decide whether or not I want to go in elimination. You don't decide if I want to go in elimination because it's going to end exactly the way it did. I don't know how Teresa yeah. played this so wrong. And poor Jay, who I like, who should be more strategically intelligent than this based on his survivor background, is he sitting there like, like this is a reference that only you will understand. Like Don Baylor, when a pitch is coming at him, he's like, this is going <laughs> to suck. It's like, this is going to suck. And he just watches it, hit him right in the bicep. He's like, oh, that sucked. Which is like, he, it's like, he knew he was doing the wrong thing the whole time, yet he did it. And he was coerced by Teresa more than anybody. I'd like to apologize for Teresa. I said she hooked up with... Uh... Marlon in the watershed episode. It was actually Nani who hooked up with him after mm. he hooked up with Derek. Teresa hooked up with others. Yes. I, every season she was with somebody. I actually liked her and Wes as a couple. That was a great Marlon performance, by the way, when he snuck underneath that weird bridge to get away from the cameras to hook up with Derek. That was great. Great Marlon performance. Listen, after we're done with Double Agents, if you send me a text and you say, hey, let's do Rivals 2 right now, as the 12 episodes. I'm not <laughs> not in. The challenge rewatchables. <laughs> just branch out the rewatchables brand of the challenge. Well, Rivals 2 is the best one. Battle of the, Battle of the Exodus episode 7 is an unappreciated uh, challenge episode <laughs> of the Lexicon. Uh, so Killer Cam goes in. She's a favorite against uh, Ashley. Ashley. And they do the, it's a challenge called ring dunks, which I initially didn't like. And then by the end of it, I was totally into it. And I'm, I'm wondering if it should be a professional sport. Yeah, I want to do it. Like I was, I was watching that. I was like, I would totally do that right now. It was fun. Somebody compared uh, Cam to Peter Pan at one point. There was like some dunking. It's like when you really got a lot of momentum, you're actually dunking the rings. Ashley like dropped two of them. I like it. So Ashley gets knocked out. Killer Cam, we find out, is 10 and one in eliminations. I love it. I didn't know that. What the hell? I didn't know that. She's like Tom Brady. She can't. She just won't go down. And it's it, at some point, you have to think twice about that. Like the thing is, we're getting to the point. We're not quite there. We're getting to the point where it's like there's elimination good, and then there's final good. You know, it's like Cam might be unstoppable in elimination, but is she the number? Is she the person I would pick to win the final? I would say no. She's really good though. Mm-hmm. It backfires on Teresa. The whole house is after them. Cam decides to stay with Kyle, which I enjoyed. I enjoyed And Kyle thing. says, we're, we're, I'm with Kyle again. We're <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Killer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm killer. She's killer Cam. I'm killer Kyle. Uh, and Corey becomes a rogue agent, which is important because I don't know if you know this, but Corey's got two got kids. Family. He's, he's got a family. And also Amber B and Daryl were playing for their... Amber B and Daryl also playing for the family. I was mentioning this episode, but one thing I just, I just cannot, I need to focus on in this because this is what really changed Ashley's fate in the game and Corey's fate in the game was the simple thing where you finish a puzzle and you've got this huge, like cumbersome thing you have to carry around like on a five mile jog. They just went the wrong way. They came in second. Right. They came in second and they went the wrong way. Like, Right. I, don't, I don't even know what an, an analogy is for that in professional sports. Like it's like scoring on the wrong basket. It's like they ran, I don't know, hundred yards, 200 yards the wrong way. And they were like, Oh no, we have to backtrack and end up coming in second by a little bit. If they don't go the wrong way, they can win that. They become the double agents. They stay together. Ashley's in the house. Send him Fessy. Is gone. Yeah. Fessy's in exactly like everything changes. If they don't go the wrong way, how do you not follow the arrow? That challenge was called the mission smuggle run. It was basically mm -hmm. a P3 protein commercial. Yes. It was a five-mile run where you're holding a giant capsule 
It was long and boring. It was yet another misfire. The challenges this year are the worst they've ever been. Like, where I there was one the Battle of the X's whatever was on Pluto the other day, and they had that one where they they had to like basically it. it First of all, they're jerking off a long pole, like twisting it, and then it yeah, ends yeah. with people holding poles like they were giant dicks. I guess sexual innuendo is now out on the channel. Yeah, it's not allowed anymore. I I think that yeah. they had. We all know exactly what the what the pivot point was with this franchise and the sort of sexual innuendo challenges. Well, guess what? It's not as fun because now it's just it's just these events that wouldn't be fun to watch on ESPN two. It's like, hey, it's do. a five mile run with a capsule. Yeah, What's fun about that? Five mile run, you have to carry a log. <laughs> Thank God Great. Lolo Jones was there to make it entertaining because that was the only yes. thing that was saving that challenge. Well, she she starts bitching about her shoulder surgery. <laughs> that well, the best part is you knew you knew this was gonna the five mile run was gonna be a problem for Anissa. I'm trying to be nice. Uh, mm -hmm. All of a sudden, there's in last place, and it goes to Anissa, and she's like, "I think our height difference was a problem." And I was like, eh, "Maybe the second biggest problem." <laughs> um, <laughs> and they're, they're basically walking. She's repeatedly asking to stop. Fessy finishes last. So we're all backfiring on Fessy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Ash, Ashley and Corey had the lead. They blew it. And Teresa and Jay win it. And then that leads to one of the most special moments of the season. Nam and Lolo had oh. a fight. Nam's with us. Uh, Nam, Nam doesn't want to talk. He just wanted to be here. He didn't want to Nam, talk. Nam, your thoughts, your thoughts on the back and forth. Um, yeah, Nam is, he's giving us, you're not on the Zoom call listeners, but he's giving us a wave like, no, you guys take it from here. We'll take it from here, Nam. And one of my favorite things about this back and forth, starting with the actual on the field of the challenge itself, is Lolo is complaining about her partner not communicating enough. Again, you've spent at this point probably two weeks with this man. He doesn't speak. Yeah. He doesn't speak. <laughs> right. So being like, hey, my guy's not communicating enough. There's not much to communicate about either. Put the stupid thing on your shoulder and walk forward. That's the mission. Do that. Right. First of all, you're not getting more communication out of now. You can complain about it all you want. But things aren't changing three weeks from now because you push Nam to become more communicative. It's just not happening. Yes. It's like in The Bachelor when they do the thing where it's like, I just want Jacoby to open up to me in the date. I was really, and then Jacoby told me a whole story about how his grandmother died and it was yeah, a really an always, important yeah. thing. And I feel yeah. like Jacoby opened up to me. Nam's not opening up. He's not, we've solved Nam already. The puzzle has been solved. <laughs> yes. He's yes. just not going to say a lot. He's not. Um, but he does say something here with the Nam Lolo fight. First, he he gets mad because Lolo mm -hmm. wasn't carrying weight. And he goes, I walked like Quasimodo the whole time. I love the Quasimodo reference. <laughs> How do you say Quasimodo? He barely speaks English and he's bringing out like literature references. Like he knows Quasimodo. Right. He can say Quasimodo, but he can't say hungry. And then another thing um, I love about Nam so much is in the fight, he was just like, listen, I didn't. I was angry, but I didn't want to show it. So I just decided to take some time and calm down. It's like, Nam, you're the calmest person on the planet. And also, right. I don't know if you know this, but Bill, what is Lolo's number one complaint about Nam's performance? That he wasn't a team player. He was more of a solo act. No, it is that instead of coming in sixth place by 40 oh, seconds. Oh, that they walked. They yeah, they walked yeah. over the finish. She line. wanted to run through the finish. That's like, we've been walking for 4.75 miles. All right, Lolo. So you want to do it for the cameras? You want to do a little hustle at the end to like, lose by a little bit less like what kind of fake hustle showmanship is that i'm with you nom 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 i ride with you on this one so here's what lolo i taped this on my phone here's what lolo said 
I am a professional athlete that has worked on multiple teams. I know how to adapt to team styles, and this is probably the hardest team style I've had to adapt with. That's followed by Nam just with his open mouth stunt face. But then Nam, so you think like, does Nam have feelings about this? And they play the sad, they play the sad music for Nam. Listen to this. This is what Nam, it cuts to Nam for the confessional, sad music. This broke my heart. I'm going to, I'm going to be honest. This was like the ending you, in terms of endearment. Here we go. She hurts my feelings. She said we not might be good partners. This is like the last thing a partner wants to hear. She hurt my feelings. She said we'd be good partners. It's the last thing a partner wants to hear. Nam is so pure. I cannot believe that he's being polluted like this by Lolo. I don't know if Nam bounces back. I think this is the first like kind of adverse experience he's had with another human being ever. He's had, it seems like he's had a happy, simple life. I also want to say this. It's not like, um, like Lolo has a history of being on like the 2011 Lakers or the 2009, the 1997 <laughs> Bulls. She is a track star where you run forward yeah. by yourself and it's an individual event. And then she was on the bobsled team in which you run forward for 10 yards and you sit down. That's, that's right. And I think it. they finished last. Yeah. yeah, it's just like you run and then sit down or you run by yourself. Like I understand there's a team aspect to track, you have to cheer each other on and take the bus together, but it's it's not exactly like a team sport like she's making it sound. So that was one story. Mm. Um, good luck to Nam. We're rooting for you, buddy. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. On May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. They stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. There was also an unexpected Leo storyline. Leo, who I can't think of one thing that happened with him for the first five episodes. And as you know, in the challenge, the only definite way to get a storyline is to decide to either quit the show or almost quit the show. You'll definitely get at least four minutes. So I thought he was just going for a storyline. Then it turns out, no, no, he's actually leaving. He's having a tough time in the challenge. Um, he he wants to go home. So now it's like, wow, this is going to be great. I can't wait till TJ lays into him. Rips into him for quitting. Yep. Well, welcome Uh-oh. to 2021, buddy. Right. Because TJ hates quitters more than uh, I hate cancer. Goes to TJ addressing the whole group and he didn't hate it. 
and defended it and said mental health is the most important thing and does this whole thing. And I, I don't know what to think anymore. So TJ doesn't hate quitting anymore, or no, as long no, as you no. have a good excuse, he's okay with quitting. Leo, Leo set him up with an, unass- an unassailable defense for why he's leaving. He spent time in a group home, and this reminded him it was triggering because it feels like a group home. I've spent exactly zero nights in a group home. I don't know what it feels like. I'm, I'm not saying this is one thousand percent valid or completely made up. I'm not inside Leo's head, but whether it's zero percent true or one hundred percent true, you can't criticize it. You see what I'm saying? It's a, and it's, I'm not it's saying I'm not saying you should have criticized it. I thought TJ was just anti-quitting in any circumstance, but now we find out no, no, there actually are some acceptable reasons in TJ's mind for quitting. Yes. I, I just need time to process it because it opens the door for future quitting with excuses. Now I'm not saying this was an excuse because I don't know this how seemed legitimate. feeling. It does seem legitimate, but there's a, the other. There's one side of the coin is like, whoa, well, I mean, being in a group home's got to be traumatic, and it just stirs up those childhood trauma. Then you don't want to stay there for what? For a, a TV show, mental health is more important than that. The other side of the coin is, hey, man, you've seen the challenge. Like you know exactly what this is going to be. We're in the middle of a pandemic. You took the flight here. What do you think was going to happen? Like you're not going to have your own room. Like this is kind of you're going to be bunked together. And right, kind of you're in bunk beds with other people. This is the experience that you expected. Now maybe he didn't expect it to be so triggering, and you know I'm not going to say that he shouldn't have left the show, but it was. I was, I, once I saw that he was going to leave, my first thought was, how is TJ going to handle it? And he handled it in a very supportive PC 2021 kind of way. I think he would have handled it differently in 2005. Whether that's right or wrong doesn't matter, but those are the facts. I, I mean, the reason we bring this up is like when Anastasia, whatever that year was, when she got voted off and, t- and, and TJ was like, turns out not eating and smoking cigarettes all day is bad for the challenge. Like <laughs> TJ is a, 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 a withering host. Yes. Hates quitters, hates uh, poor performance. And this time he was totally fine with it. So it was an interesting twist for the challenge. But I also have to support, if you consider the source as well, Leo seems very friendly. He seemed nice. He had a good vibe. Like it wasn't like, like, like that when you're referencing Anastasia, or whoever that was, it's like, this is like an unlikable character. Like I think TJ respected sure. and liked Leo, which, which, you know, I think TJ is not necessarily an objective blind judge. I think that he, he, he takes prior, prior behavior into account when he does these things. So second show in a row where somebody left. Yep. Last week we were theorizing why Natalie left. Turned out she was pregnant. That's why she left. Yes. They didn't say it on the show, but that's what they said. It wasn't the some weird conspiracy theory about Survivor and some other show. No. But one thing no. that was interesting with her leaving, the first thought I had once Leo left, I was like, oh no, my guy Devin. Now Devin, instead of being able to pick or having a winner of an elimination, or like he has like when you are the rogue agent, not only can you not come in last in the thing, you don't even have to participate, you don't have to run five miles, any of that stuff, but now he's gets stuck with Gabby. Well, Devin said, Devin called them, quote, arguably the most attractive couple in the history of the challenge was, was a, a quote from Devin. I, yes. I'm going to say that's it's not true. Ar- you can make an argument. You can make an argument. You can make an argument. You can make an argument for it. It's factually a statement. That's true. Disagree. Don't think it's true. Um, more stuff from the show. The cocktail party was terrible yet again. The cocktail party has gone from... People doing shots, dancing, getting into near fist fights, hitting on somebody they shouldn't be hitting on all this stuff too. People just sit in little different corners and talk about strategy as they drink like a non-alcoholic However, beer. I don't know what happened. Can I spin it positive? Yeah. Now we we believe, we can't prove this to be true, but we believe there's something romantic going on between Fessy and Tori. Whether or not 
they involved involved any actual physical manifestation of that romantic relationship. There was something that was that would I wouldn't be happy if my wife had a relationship like that with another dude, whether platonic or not. Then how yes. quickly Tori has not even boarded her flight back to the states, and then here is Fessy all of a sudden talking to Gabby at the yeah. party. I I just want to know how you feel about him so quickly moving on from one to the next at the party. I think it's in character with Fessy. Yeah, it's a Fessy move. It's, he's Fessy. having one of the most unlikable seasons in the history of the challenge. Uh, speaking of unlikable, Josh, not really featured in, in this episode. Not at all. I, I wanna, not at all. So my friend Chris Williams, him and his son Gabe, who's friends with my daughter, they were so mad that we were getting the screeners and watching these shows a day ahead of when they were watching them, that they actually invited themselves over and watched the challenge oh, with I us last it. night. I respect it. Don't yeah. I know Chris it was, Williams? It was, I know him. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was a it was a strong power play by them, and and we're watching it, and all of us are excited for Josh to get thrown in because we all hate Josh, and it, and we just had like a Josh hate fest for like twenty Love seconds, it. and it's just like Josh is the least popular guy in the history of the challenge. Um, all right, so Ashley goes in. I, I gotta say, it was a pretty lackluster episode, but. I do think and there was some nom. important. We got so much. Well, nom. we had the nom thing. We got so much nom. Some big picture. Who's going to win this stuff? You know, I I feel like Leroy and Killer Cam are in the driver's seat with their teams. Leroy's got Casey. Kyle's got Killer yep. Cam. I think yep. they control the house now. Um, yep. Killer Cam's going to weed out um, Teresa and Jay, which I think is a threat. I don't think Fessy's a threat as long as he's with Anissa. He's going to either have to go back in or get stolen. Nam and Lola are going to fall apart. CT and Big T, we saw Big T in that challenge. That was an endurance thing, and she couldn't handle it. So I, I, I love I'm the dropping them, them in the so rankings. Much. I love to Yeah, I like them, so but they're not, they're not going to win. Yeah, this is like week nine of the NFL season where like we can sort of see who's for real and who's not. You know, like you can sort of see how this is going to play out now. You can see the strong teams. We don't know if it's going to be an individual or a team final. Um, I do want to recognize uh, how great it was of TJ being like, this is going to be a very important elimination for the men and then because we're going to be watching their yeah. partners. I like that. That was a good move from him. Good move from TJ. Darrell and Amber B. Amber B did okay in the endurance thing, but it seems too small. To me, it's Leroy and, unless the partners change, it's Leroy and Casey and Kyle and Killer Cam, I think are the heavy favorites right now. But the 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 wild card is going to be when Fessy either gets stolen or is able to yep. get away from Nisa. Yep, and can Leroy get a gold skull? That's an important thing. And and Lolo and Nam, I believe in them as a nah. as 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 a duo. Like I just believe in their athleticism. No, you don't. Yes, I do. First of all, the shoulder surgery was a major revelation. You, in the no, in the final challenge, you're going to be having to carry something. You're going to have to swim. So she's already she's set the tone for oh my shoulder. She was complaining. She spent 10 minutes complaining about the fact that he didn't sprint through the finish of a five-mile jog in which she walked most of the time. If I was not, I'd be so mad. I'd be like, how about instead of hustling for the last 1%, we put a little bit more focus on the previous 99% in which you complained the entire time and, and talked about your shoulder surgery. Just, just, just an idea, Lolo. I walked like Quasimodo the entire time. <laughs> so here's who has skulls. Fessy, Cam, Anissa, Devin, Kyle. And all of them have a chance to run my final. We got five left. Corey's now a rogue agent. And I'm sure whoever go whoever wins next week is going to get rid of Jay and Teresa. It'll be a guy's yep. final. So that's yep. bad for Jay. Jay's so dumb. Jay. Well, here's on, the thing Jay. with Jay. 
I don't know if I'd want to go against Jay in a, in a final. He's he's kind of like the Alton 2.0. Like he's kind of a sneaky, amazing athlete. Oh yeah, he really is. Like if you have to climb some stuff or something, like yeah. this, today's final ring dunk, he would have killed that. Like, but it's just all oh brawl God. things like that. He can't. But the ring toss thing, he would just stay on the platform and throw all six of them on, like like a Cirque du Soleil or something. That's what 100%. Jay would have done. I fully believe in Jay in when it comes to certain challenges, and I just I just like him personally. But I just thought, me too. Like when you watch last week, CT was like. I'm going to let Big T do the strategizing and let her do her thing and, and like hand the baton to her. But CT was also had like the, like when you're like a driving instructor, you have your own set of steering wheel and brake. But like Jay was just like, I'm going to let Teresa handle this. And guess what? It all blew up in front of him. He watched it all blow up in front of him. He knew it was the wrong thing to do while he was doing it. Yet he continued along with it. It was just like, come on, Jay. Come on, Jay. Uh, before we go, Nam, any last thoughts? All right. Um, Jacoby. Predictions for next week. Well, we've got John and Kyle going back and forth head to head. I don't know if you know this in the screener. If you wait past the credits, you get next time on. Oh, yeah. You get the previous. Yeah. You yeah. get next time on. So we, the challenge looks good. I know you've been complaining about the challenges, but the actual challenge looks good next week. They're like flying oh, it, over Yeah, there the was water. like a big. Yeah, yeah like, that would yeah, look good. Yeah, you're like on a giant nut sack and you have to push the other contestants off the nut sack and they fall in freezing water. That looks awesome. We've got John and Kyle going tete a tete in the house. I've got high hopes for next week. You know what I love when people fall into freezing water? That yeah. works every time. Like one out of every 10 times, somebody kind of gets hurt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, like, yeah, they land awkwardly. Out. <laughs> no, I jumped or off the side of a flip. pool. If you, if you land the wrong way, jumping off the side of a pool, it hurts. Imagine going 30 feet from above and you're awkwardly flipping. You're slow to Silicon City. That type of stuff is what I'm here for in the challenge. There was one season where when they would fall, you had a partner, but you might actually fall on the partner and somebody fell on the other yeah. guy's partner. I can't remember who it was. And the guy was like, ah! <laughs> it's like groaning. But yeah, that those are dangerous, the the uh, the fuss. I'm excited for the, the, the testicle hanging, the testicle challenge next week. That's going to be good. And then we find out who Corey's going to have as as his next partner because, you know, he's, yeah, he's, he's not just family. playing for him. He's got a daughter, family. Daughters. You have a family as well. Good luck to your family. Uh, good luck to Nam. Good luck to everybody out there. We'll be back next week. Episode seven. We have not had a great episode yet. I'm just going to throw that out there. They've all been like between a C minus and a B minus, but I don't feel like we've had a Hall of Famer yet, right? I'm, grad I'm grading it on the pandemic curve. Like they can't leave the house. So like, you know, yeah. they can't interact. They can't go to a bar. They can't get in the bus. Like, I'm, I'm creating everything on the pandemic curve. I'm just glad that they're there on my screen. I'm just glad to see TJ. You know, I'm glad to see Nani's face. Like, these people make me happy. TJ, 2021 TJ. Another surprising revelation. Uh, Jacoby, good to see you. See you next week. All right, later, buddy. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.